Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get Real and Stay True. Oh, my gosh. I fell in love with this woman. I know. I don't want to make everybody jealous, but it's true. I know. Um, when was it? Was it last year, Lisa, that we met? Last year was it? I feel like it was longer than that, but probably. Yeah, yeah probably last year. It was so great. It was a great year. We were together a lot of the time. So, um, so I am excited to introduce you to Lisa, who is going to be share a little bit with you and um, her husband, you might know, uh, Dean Graziosi. They're newly married and they're a baby, a little baby boy. So I'll tell you a little bit about her. She, first of all, she is like a heart with legs. I swear, her <laughs> presence, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Yes, about her career, but her energy is pure light. I don't even know how to say anything other than that. Like you, you, you see, so I just want to be around her. And <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing you and I was like, oh, whoever that woman is, um, I want to meet her and I want to get to know her. And, and that's really, I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Lisa, I just, I really just think you are a good, good, good person. And that's why I wanted to share you with the world, just of who you are and what you stand for. And um, a little bit about her background. She's been a top hair extensional extensionist. Did you go? I didn't even know there was an actual like name, like something that so hair. Yeah, I neither until one day they're like, "Oh, you're you know you're like top extensionist." I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Okay, I guess it's a it's a thing." So, <laughs> so she's been one of the top hair extensionists for ten years, and she has a she's worked with a very very impressive clientele, but every day from everyday people to celebrities. Um, she fell in love with hair extension when experiencing alopecia. Is that how I say it? I don't even know if I'm saying it correct. Yes, um, alopecia areata, yes. It's a form of hair loss that just comes on, you know, suddenly, and it's from an autoimmune um, problem, but I, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's hard to uh, diagnose, and, and uh, sometimes it grows back, sometimes it doesn't, but luckily mine has came back, not the way my hair used to be but it does come back and it happens when you stress out and you know so yeah <laughs> you were young you were very young when that happened and from what yeah. i understand you were talking about that you had a really bad haircut and you're like that's it and you got obsessed with hair extensions because 
uh, we all know a bad haircut can definitely affect your self-esteem, right? Bad haircut. I, I had, I didn't just have a bad haircut where I'm like, oh, poor me, I had a bad haircut. They, I, I had the mom of the Brady Bunch. Her, I forget her name, but I had her haircut. I had a mullet, literally a mullet. Like the top part of my hair was three inches long all around the perimeter. And then the, uh, the very back was a little bit longer and it, and it flipped up. I have no idea why I volunteer to be a, you know, like a hair model for one of the stylists. Um, you know, and so she decided yeah. to take you back to the seventies. Is that what she did? She yeah, said, well, this is the Brady Bunch. Let's take you back to the seventies and give you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking and, and, uh, yeah, so that was a disaster, but you know what, that's what, that's the price you pay when you volunteer to be someone's, uh, hair experiment. But anyway, that and combined with the alopecia made me really want to help people with extensions and like really, because when I started figuring out, like when I started going out and, and looking for a, a hair fix, uh, it was expensive and I couldn't believe it. And I was, you know, I was so young. Um, and I'm like calling every salon. My, my parents made me do it. I, you know, they're like, we're not going to pay for it. You have to figure it out. So I called and I couldn't believe the price. So I finally found a little place that would do it for me for half the price. But then I thought, okay, I need to make this affordable and I need to do this the right way for women that not just get bad haircuts, but also have hair loss. And, and you know, it, it really does help your, your uh, self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. I have to agree. I have to share a story. Um, my friend's probably going to hate me for sharing this, but <laughs> I'm going to share it anyway. Um, when I was in my 20s, and my hair is very fine, very, very fine. And uh, my friend, he, we, we asked if we could take his daughter to just like kind of like adopt her for the night and take her to the circus and uh, you know, just have this whole experience with her because we hadn't had kids yet. And the little girl, her name's Erin. And I remember I was, she was over at our house and she said, and I was brushing her hair. And she had this beautiful brown thick hair and I said oh my gosh Erin your hair is so beautiful and you're so smart and you're so beautiful she goes you know what Lauren she goes my mommy thinks you're really pretty too she goes but she thinks you need to brush your hair and because it always looked like my hair needed to be brushed because I had just this really fine hair and for me I just loved I love the whole idea when when extensions when first introduced to extension. I think I was actually when they were really really expensive. I think it was like the early nineties, and oh, yeah. um, and I remember just having like this feeling like oh my gosh, and I, it did give me a boost in confidence. You know, with regard to like oh my gosh, I can actually go out and have my hair done and it actually hold a curl for more than like two and a half minutes or in the humidity lasts for a little bit longer than so I want to thank you and then I also was sharing with you for all those people who um, I have a lot of friends who have experienced alopecia and they were you know said to them that just what it did to their confidence as women and you know what we what hair you know had um does to people you know oh, yeah, absolutely and people think it's such a superficial thing like oh you know hair extensions or this or that but it, it truly isn't it, it literally is is like uh therapy for the soul sometimes like just to look in the mirror and not feel sad but feel 
happy, feel youthful and, and, you know, and healthy because a sign of health is good hair. So, but yeah, but if you start off with bad hair, cause due to genetics, like fine hair, like I, I have a super fine hair too. And I'm like, great. You know, why can I, why can I have this big old main massive mane? But um, yeah. So when you start off with more delicate, fine hair, you know, with age and as you get older, stress or hormones, all that stuff changes it. And people always compare their hair back to when they were younger, but just like our skin ages, so does our hair. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You know, I, I, another thing I remember too, I remember my boys when they came out, they had these big, thick, you know, gorgeous hair. He like My middle son looks like a, he's probably going to kill me for saying this too, but he looked like a, he looks like a chia pet. His hair is like, grows like a boy. He has this curly. He's so lucky though. Oh, he's so lucky. And then Asher, God bless her. She came out and she had like this really fine hair. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, sweetie. The boy's got the thick hair. But like you said, her hair, you know, I just did all those things that everybody suggested and this, she's got fine hair, but she's got a lot of it. But I, I want to talk about just you because I truly am beyond inspired by you. You shared a lot about just your upbringing and how it, you know, um, really inspired you to be an entrepreneur. Can you share a little bit about that? Uh, yes, definitely. So uh, my upbringing, okay, where did I start? We may, I want to make this really fast and simple. Um, my parents, uh, first of all, are immigrants from Mexico. And, um, you know, they worked really hard. They still work really hard. They're amazing. They're my inspiration for sure. And uh, I'm the oldest of five. So I've always wanted to get ahead. You know, when I was younger, I always wanted things really fast. I always wanted to be old enough to work so I could, you know, save money and help my parents and all that. So I feel like since I've been little, I've always want, I've had that entrepreneurial, um, you know, bug inside of me. Um, and it's all because of wanting to do more for my family. Um, it, it, it's not, I mean, I wish I could say I, I want more for myself and I want, you know, the bigger, nicer, big things. I, I don't, I, I, my why is definitely my family and my parents um, and my siblings. So yeah, that's, that's uh, why I'm, I'm as ambitious as I am. <laughs> I love that though. You know, I mean, that really is, I think that there is a lot of misconceptions about why people decide to be entrepreneurs the same, you know, and exactly. I think like you, I think we were backstage talking at one of the events and I was sharing with you, you know, you asked me like when I became an entrepreneur and I'm like, Oh my God, I learned from the ultimate entrepreneur. And that was my mom. When we would freaking go to the flea markets and, and we would pack the boxes and, you know, <laughs> unpack the boxes and be there all day. And I just saw her amazing work wow. ethic and just, you know, yes. who she was. And I was like, man, if I could help my mom or if I could yes. you know, hire my kids to have that kind of work ethic, yes. that was inspiring. Like, right, that hard work. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from being an entrepreneur? I mean, before you even met your husband, I mean, I'm just, I'm talking pre, we're talking pre, pre, pre Dean because we had a lot to talk about, obviously, uh -huh. since then. But what, um, what, what was, what, what about that? Uh, well, there's a, there's a few lessons that pop in my head, but the biggest lesson I've learned is that it doesn't come, it doesn't come easy at all. Um, I know that I always, you know, saw people doing really well and I thought, oh, that's going to be me one day. I'm just going to do really well. I'm just going to start this great idea and it's just going to, people are going to come to me because I have this great idea. 
But no, I feel like even if your idea is the best thing ever, or you're, you know, you're starting to, you're, you're thinking of a new plan to, you know, go back to work or, or, you know, you have this amazing invention or whatever, people are not going to come to you. You have to go to them. Um, so trying to prove, prove who I am and get my name out there was really something, it was a really good lesson because for a long time, I knew I was good at what I did. I knew I had the work ethic. I knew that I could help a lot of women and make them feel beautiful in the inside out. And I was ready to serve and, 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 you know, uh, work as much as I can and start new, new ideas. But, but people also had to build their trust in me. So kind of having to, um, you know, prove myself was definitely a, a lesson that I, and still to this day, I'm, I'm humbled by it. I, I, I don't think that'll ever change, um, of me trying to, you know, as, as my company is growing now and my business is growing now, I'm definitely back to square one where people are used to going to me and they trust me, but they're, they don't trust my, my idea, like my, my business concept quite yet. So I'm back to square one, you know, you know, mingling with people, proving myself, proving, you know, our, our work, our, our, uh, knowledge that we have at the salon and with extensions. Yeah. I love what you, I love what you, I've taken some notes here, but like you said, like, you know, the work ethic, you knew you've always had the work ethic, you know, it takes time to build trust and people have to remember that. I think people want everything to happen every day, you know, like right away, you know, like instantaneously and they're not willing to, to build that trust. Uh -huh. Right. They're just kind of like, well, why hasn't it happened to me, you know, so quickly? Uh, there's a friend of mine and I love what he says. He says, long-term relationships equal long-term success. Right. And what you're, what you're talking about is building those relationships and that it is going to take time or the good Jim Rohn, right. You have to, you have to, you have to plant this. First of all, you have to find fertile ground, right. Then you got to plant the seeds and the, you know, the sowing season doesn't, happen at the same time as the planting season yep. um you know so and, and like you said you're so authentic you're so i didn't even know what you did for i think several events but we were building <laughs> we were building relationship right uh -huh. yep. like it, that, it really goes back to that it's like building trust in each other you know i wanted to be respectful of your space and all of those things and i think that that like again like building that relationship and how no, did you, i actually i actually love that like i I was just talking to um, a, a friend about this this whole topic, how you know a lot of people that I meet because we were just in California um, a few weeks ago, but uh, for Tony's party. <laughs> so I, yeah, a few people that we know. I was just mentioning that a few people that I've met along the way, um, you know, are right away like, wait, what do you do? wait, this is what I do. And, or if they um, introduce me to somebody else right away, they mention what they do, what their status is and this and that, but that's the biggest, biggest turnoff as, as well. Cause I want to get to know you as a person and, and build a connection that way versus the business will come later. Right. But it's all, it's really hard to meet genuine people who want to get to know you as who you are yeah. versus like, you know, what you do, how much you have, where have you been, who you're married to. Like I, 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 I come across people like that all the time where it's just, it's a status 
thing. And I'm, even though I'm around people all the time and very social, but I'm definitely an introvert where I'm like, eh, I'd rather keep my circle really small and just have genuine friends that care about me and not what I do or, yep. or where I, you know, where I live or all that. <laughs> uh, and it's true though like I think you know my whole my whole mission as I share with you was like women we get so locked into our roles as a wife as a mother yeah. as a philanthropist as a business person that we forget who we are at our core and I yeah. experienced that so many times too with you know um just working with who I've worked with I'm, I always wonder like do people want me or do they want just who I can connect them with or who you I can associate yourself with, with. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. really took um, a long time for me. It did take a long time. And uh, I think that's why, like, for me, it's always been about relationships and, and, you know, like how, you know, how can I develop those deep, deep relationships and everything else is just kind of a, you know, a cherry on top of it. But I think that we've got it a little, I'm going to call it bass backwards right now uh -huh. with things because people aren't taking the time to build those relationships, yeah, right? Exactly. It's just, what can they do for me? You know, that type of mentality. And, uh, and, and yeah, I was, now that I remember, I was actually talking about that with this person because they are not like that. But I, I was like, wow, what a, what a breath of fresh air that, you know, you meet someone that with this, you know, caliber, but they don't tell you right away what they do or you know or ask you what do you do or who do you know here it's like yeah. it's um, refreshing well hopefully you know we always talk about you know when crisis happens something beautiful always right i saw something great it was actually my email today from let me see i've, I've taken so many notes i have all my notepads here but i thought this was such a cool thing it was actually from louis vuitton had sent something out to all of its customers mm -hmm. Said, oh my gosh, I've got to find it. It was really cool. It was a great quote talking about, I'll find it in a minute. But um, it was, you know, just talking about, you know, that that basically that this this too shall pass, but it said it in a really cool way. I don't know how. Um, oh, I love it. I have to see it. Was it a email that they sent? It was, oh gosh, I'm going to find it for you. And I'm going to tell you what it is as we keep talking. But let's talk a little bit also about growing your business from nothing. I mean, you had an idea, right? But, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. You know, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Or like, I, I'm sure like a lot of people out there that they're creatives and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do yeah. to create a, a structure. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So um, I definitely knew that I wanted to work for myself, for, uh, first of all. And I just pretty much like the, the long story short of it is I pretty much faked it till I made it. <laughs> and that's what you do, especially as a, as a hairstylist. You know, you have to, um, you know, um, assist and have uh, go through different programs and work under a lot of people before you're able to do your own. And like you said, creatives, you know, we are creative yet. We don't know how to develop a structure for a company, for a business, or even where to start with that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, I started from nothing. I, I just worked for myself. Um, I didn't have a big place. It was just my own little, my own little, uh, chair with my, you know, one to three assistants at a time. 
Um, but a lot of my clients that hired me to travel to them or, you know, to go here and do, or, or, or do that, they didn't know that I was a one man show. So I would, I, I would respond to my emails as in like, you know, my secretary responding for me, but it was really me, you know, <laughs> I would, I would make it seem like I had something a little bit bigger than what it was. Like I said, I faked, I faked it till I made it. But, um, but I don't think you. I don't think you really faked it till you make it. Because when I think about that, I mean, you just painted a big vision, is how I look at it. I, I always think back, and I know a lot of my guests are, you know, from the Robbins world. Well, that's because I've worked with Tony since 1989, and so you hear a lot of people referring to Tony. But probably one of the the people for me that's given so much vision is Tony, because when he started his company, he named it Robbins Research International, right? And it was just him and a couple people working at the company. So he painted this big vision of what he was going to create. And so people are like, oh, cool, an international company. And Tony's yeah. like, oh, international at that time. But right. he, set, he set the foundation to say, I'm gonna, I, I know with one of my businesses, I, you know, I call it international, right? Because I, and guess what ended up happening? I'm international. I'm in, you know, 27. Wow. That's amazing. I think you really just set the intention. If I look at what you did, you know, absolutely. That, that um, just reminds me Um, one of the little, you know, uh, assets to my, to my brand is I started a hair extension line years ago. um, And uh, it's, it's true because even it was an international e-commerce on uh, extension brand, right? Though I only sold in one other country, <laughs> but I called it in, it was an international e-commerce, right? But yeah, it, right. But, that's, but, that, but the goal was to go, you know, to get bigger. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's my goal to help you get really big, right? Like I told you that I was like, oh my gosh, like I love to help people that I really like. Me too. Let me, me too. ask you a question. What do you think makes you unique? I mean, there's so many people that are out there and I think people have to realize that, you know, my whole thing and and the name of this podcast really is, you know, getting real and staying true. And I always say, you know, to be someone you're not is to waste the person you are. But what do you see as what's unique about you? As a business person? Whatever, wherever you want to go. Whatever, yep. Well, if we're on that topic, I feel like what's unique about me? I feel like in my mind, even though to you, and thank you so much for your compliments, like that's so nice of you. Uh, but even though like to you and other amazing people that are around me that see my work and see like how far I've came and, and you know, and I still feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just starting. I don't even feel like I haven't gone far at all. But, you know, that's just also my, my, uh, uh, competitiveness coming out. But, um, I feel like for me, it's definitely the fact that even if I accomplish something inside, I still feel like I'm that, you know, insecure little girl that, you know, saw my parents struggle and wanted to give them a lot more, you know, and, and I know my parents, they never, never said, oh, we're struggling or never, 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 never. They're very, very positive to this day. But I saw that they wanted to give us more and they really couldn't give us more. So I, I still feel like my uniqueness is the fact that no matter how 
much success I get ever in my life, I will still it I will still treat it as like something that could be gone tomorrow. You want to you see know? something that I wrote down? Only you can see this because it's just audio. Yeah. If you can see the one word that I wrote down about you, can you see it? Humble. <laughs> you're so sweet. But you're so humble because I think you're so grateful. You know what? You know, what caused you to like truly, and, and I mean, I, you know, I would, I hope to say the same thing about myself, but what do you yes. think it was it your parents, like seeing them work so hard, but what keeps you in that state? Because we do see a lot of people lose that sense. Yes, that's so true. What keeps me in that state is that the fact that, you know, all, you know, we have all these beautiful things around us and I'm so blessed to have you know, to have a husband that has these beautiful people around him and things and, and, and adventures and all that. But, and he's the exact same way. Like, it's funny. We're like the exact same person, but he's a male. I'm a female, but where like, I feel guilty almost being a, uh, a part of, you know, like a nice vacation or eating like at a really nice restaurant. I still every time feel like guilt, like, Oh, I wish my parents were here to enjoy this or I wish, you know, and I think it's because what keeps me humble is because around me, everyone's still, you know, living a normal life and making just normal amount of money. And so I always, I like to have that. I, I work really hard to have that security, you know, in the bank, but not to show it off on, on me or what, you know, smart thing to do in these times right yeah, I think that more than anything you know, help other people like I that's like I there's nothing more than I would like in my life to be able to know that I could help my family that's when I feel like I'm I'm successful you yeah. know and for so, me I don't care if I if I ever be, you know make more money I'm not gonna you know change my lifestyle or or I don't know you know I it's just I think it goes back to you know, your values you know we always come back we I think we really um, underestimate or really talk we don't talk enough about what our values are and how our values affect who we are as people and you know speaking of which you know being around being married to a mega entrepreneur such as Dean and you still, you still have this awesome desire to build your, you know, to pursue your career. And that's right. What, tell me about that. What, I mean, I think I know the answer to it, but what, 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 what? I mean, I see you light up and you're, you're so supportive of him. I see you making sure oh, that I, that's great care. Yeah, and, and you still sense you, you still have your, you know, uh, there was a there was a great book. I don't know if um you ever read it. It's called Why uh, Why Men Why Men Love Bitches. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that book. But it really is a beautiful book because it really talks about that every woman needs to have that sense, like your pink card, not like if something's bad, but that sense of like just wholeness. You know, I I really respect my parents because they totally yeah. loved each other. Just I. I I yeah. watched you and Dean together and like how much love and admiration you have for each other. And I like think about my parents and they just adored uh -huh. each other. But my dad never said to my mom, you know, don't, you know, don't stop doing your dreams because he was an optometrist and she did. And my husband, same thing. He's like, he's my number one raving fan. 
Wow. But what is it that keeps you going to pursue your career? Yeah, well, Dean is the exact same way. He is so supportive and he's, you know, and at, at the same time, he's also the, the, the first person to say, you know what, babe, if you're, if it's too much work, I'd rather you not stress and you don't need to and this and that, but I'll never stop you because I know this is what you love. This was what makes you, you, and this is how I met you. Um, and so, and, and again, I mean, I think it all goes back now that we talked about it earlier, it all goes back to not, you know, one day not having anything, you know, cause it could be gone for him too. I mean, he's a, he's, brilliant very smart I learned from him every single day just massive amounts of new uh, information and you know but at the same time I also don't want to depend on him or or him to have that full burden that it's all on him um, he already takes care of so many people and um, and also I have a big family too and I just want to know that our families both are his family and my family will have security at the end of, of the day, you know, whether if Dean loses his jobs, let's say, or I lose my jobs or whatever, but we still have each other and we're not depending on one person to, you know, uh, for, for income or for, you know, um, emergency purposes. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I love that he loves, loves that I work this hard. And I also, I, I always tell him that, you know, I, I want our kids to see, and to grow up and say, well, my mom or my bonus mom, because I have bonus kids too, you know, they, they, uh, or she works so hard, you know, to help my dad in any way she can to help us any way she can. And I want them to see like, this isn't not, this isn't given to us. We have to work for it. You know? Yeah. I love that. I could kiss you through the, <laughs> right now because teaching our kids ownership, like, right. And, they go, that's my mom or that's my bonus mom and they know that we don't take for granted you know all that we have in our lives whether it's materialistic things like that you talk about or experience or or what I love about you guys is you know that Dean making sure to go out there and be at his kids games or being there all you know having those exactly yes right well I am so grateful so what's next for you other than raising your beautiful bonus kids as well as your new baby boy. What what's what's next? What's next? Well, um, with God's will after all of this, you know, uh, crazy madness of the coronavirus passes and everyone's lives back to normal. I really want to uh, continue focusing on uh, the growth of my of my company, um, which is called Extension Bar. And it's the world's first specialized hair extension bar. And, um, you know, keep helping women in, with their hair. Um, and uh, also stylists with jobs and, and with education. So I definitely want to continue that. Um, I was planning on working till the very last drop. But, you know, my doctor told me to stay in. So right now I'm home. <laughs> so extension bar, is it just in Arizona? Or is it something it's that people just in Arizona online? right now. Um, but we're definitely having, you know, courses online and we're, um, you know, uh, we, we are working on our e-commerce at the moment and working with the best manufacturers for hair extensions because my goal is to keep that price low for, I, I know extensions are such a luxury, um, but I want it to be affordable for everybody to be able to, 
if everybody can't get to you in um, in Arizona, are there some questions they should ask before they go get extensions? Are there yes, some questions? Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Not all extensions are created equal. They're not all for each, you know, for everybody. So a lot of times I always say, you know, look for a stylist that has different methods under their belt, not just one, because, you know, not pe people always, you know, come with me with a, oh, I tried extensions and they ruined my hair. Or I have a friend that got them done and her hair is ruined. Or you see one bad job walking up, uh, walking around and you think that that's the way you're going to look. But you have to have the right hair for your head, for your hair. You have to have the right, you know, the right method, the right install, the right type of texture, the right blending, the right color. All of that makes a really solid you know, good natural hair of extensions and less is definitely more. So it's really good to interview your stylist and ask a lot of questions for sure. And if anyone ever needs help, I, you know, people message me all the time asking what questions to ask for and I'm gladly will help you out. Oh, I think that, you know, and the courses online, what are the courses online that you have? Cause I'm, you know, as I say, I live here in Vegas and I'm sure there's a lot of stylists yes. that use your course. Yes. Well, we want to do courses online on our hair um, install application methods for stylists. Um, so have a whole, you know, curriculum on getting certified to do hair extensions if you're a stylist um, with for all the methods, not just one. And then also for clients on how to take care of your extensions and do your hair at home and just like, you know, free tidbits like that to help help you take care of your your and do the Girl, when are we going to get this course up come on this is well, we're working on it yeah oh, I'm thinking of how great that would be for people <laughs> have tips like go in and ask their stylist or like are there certain ones that are better you know certain ways yeah. to have extensions for certain kinds of hair like there is yeah rows or all yeah. those different different things I'm, oh gosh, I'm excited to hear about that. Not damage the hair at all. It's just you know you have to take care of it. Obviously, you have to you know make sure that you are uh, babying them. But it's also really important that the stylist that you choose knows what they're doing and uses the right method for you, and not just the one that they know. Yeah, I mean, you see lots of times that obviously I heard lots of time by the shape of your head, right? Like that people can that they don't understand the shape of your head. I, I'm very fascinated by this. I, I told you I wanted to do this with you. And you thought, oh, God, whatever. And I'm like, no, seriously, sister, I want the world to hear. this. Yes. Like, it's all getting real. I mean, I want people to really know and understand, right? Yes, Why definitely. is it so important? Yeah, it is. It's so important, especially, you know, with the, like, if you have hair loss, let's say, or you have fine hair and you just, every little strand of hair is valuable and you don't want to lose anything any hair you don't want to get the last thing you want to do is get the bad set of extensions that's going to ruin your hair and take you years to grow out so it is really important to do your due diligence and ask questions to your stylist and pick the right person that's certified awesome well i am excited so if they want to learn more about you how can they learn more about you uh well uh you can go on my instagram on um it's a uh, extension bar underscore official at the moment um and uh, what else? I don't have a, or, or our website, extensionbar.com. Um, but if you're in Arizona, that would be the best way is to come into the salon and, and check us all out. It, I was uh, coming to surprise you. I have a whole thing ready for you that I was supposed to be there next week. And I was like, oh. I know. 
our big big awesome event and Melina Fine Jewelers. I had Al Melina on as a he did the most wonderful podcast. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, but um he did wow. an awesome podcast. I know everyone's canceling left to right. We had a, a a really big event of 200 people gonna show up at my salon this last Sunday, but we had to cancel it. And I had my first workshop actually this uh, Sunday as well, I had to cancel it. So I, I think we all just have to it, wait. It was, waiting, it was waiting for me to come and be the babysitter. So it's all good. And I, found, <laughs> yeah. I found the quote, I found the quote from- And I'm doing your hair next time you're in town. Oh yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I found this quote, I found the Louis Vuitton quote. And, it, and this is perfect because of what you just said. And okay. it said, every paused journey will eventually restart. Ooh. So every that. pause journey will eventually restart. So, you know, just like everything, right? There's ups and downs and all we can do is, if, if anything, I mean, I've been sitting my little hiney down here and doing all of these things that, you know, that normally I wouldn't normally be doing because I'd be running around and uh, yeah there you go yeah right so it got us to stop i think yes really take inventory and uh, maybe it was a really hard stop and a drastic stop and obviously i'm praying for so many people out there with contraindications or you know or, or people that are going through it and just making sure that people are aware and how to be safe but cherishing the time with their with their family my final question which every person gets asked is what do you do? What's one, two, three things, however many things you want to share that you do to stay true to yourself? Hmm, okay. You know what it is? I The first thing that pops in my head, I want to get creative and, and super, you know, have a brilliant answer. But the first thing that comes to my mind is family. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes me stay true to myself is is my roots you know my parents still live in the same house that they did when we were all little and and I love it it's it's cozy it feels like home even though like my aspirations is to get my parents a big house and so we all fit there (laughs) but I think it's just been um very uh glued down to family on my free time I wish I had free time to go out and about and you know, and lunch with all my lady friends, but I don't, I stay with my family and now I'm having a baby. So I'll probably be with him a lot. My bonus kids, if they're here, I'm present the entire time. I'm never on my phone. I'm always with them. Um, and you know, my husband, I, I, I just want to be with him every moment I can. I just love him so much. And, you know, I always wonder, or I always say, why don't we meet earlier in our life? You know, but we're, but we're lucky because we we're making we're with each other more than a lot of couples are ever with each other their in their entire lifetime. So, um, yeah, just staying with my family, my loved ones. That's what keeps me true to myself. You know, not not letting like the media or or you know uh, not letting anything else affect me and change who I am and let me forget of where I come from. I love that. I love that. You are definitely living proof of someone who honors themselves and honors their family and never takes that for granted. And that's why I just, you You know, it's uh, it's funny, many, when my father passed away, uh, Tony said to my mom, he said, you know, you're so lucky you guys had so much passion. And my mom without a beat said, you're right. We had so much passion. She goes, but we really liked each other. 
And when I see you and Dean together, you know, I, I can see that you just really like each other. And there's, <laughs> right? I mean, you like, like you said, you choose, you choose to be with him because you just like who he is as a person. Yes. And, and I'm just so grateful to have you as a friend and I can't wait to see you soon. So am I, Lauren, all. Sharing your passion and um, really, you know, and it was through those tough times. Like, had you not had that alopecia, right, in your 20s and all of those things and you wouldn't have created this beautiful opportunity. So once again- And I still have it, trust me. It comes, it comes and goes and it still reminds me of, uh, you know, and if I, if we were doing a video, I could show you my little sprout coming back right now, but it comes and goes and I, it's, it always reminds me you have it, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. Uh, it keeps you connected though. It doesn't make you, you know what I mean? You don't forget. Mm -hmm. you just say, maybe it's just a little reminder, a little tap on the shoulder to be okay. Come on. Let's get yeah. back to this. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure my daughter's going to want to be a extension stylist. So, uh, <laughs> yes, bring her out to Arizona. Let her um, intern for me. And no, yeah. she would do it. I think she's in the. I think she's in the kitchen going me me. She says she wants to be a cosmetologist, which I'm. Wow. Very well, I could teach her what I learned in the last 15 years. I could teach her in one year. <laughs> oh, you're so cute, and I'll babysit. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, my love. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You look beautiful as always. And I'm so, I'm so grateful to have you as a friend. You're such a boss, babe. And, you know, you're such a motivation. So I'm so glad that you're sharing your knowledge with everybody else. Because we all need it. We all need it. We all need your, your wisdom. Oh, you're so sweet. I love you. Thank you for sharing. You're fun right. energy. Thanks, everybody. Leave us a comment. Let us know how if you have extensions or if you have any questions about extensions. And let's get her get this course done. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Use code STAYTRUE for your podcast subscriber discount.